0: Love, talk Radio. Live from Fort Bragg's backyard, this is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering Each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. C.J. Sports. You can follow me at Mr. C.J. Sports. You can follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. Check us out on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. C.J. Sports, the 110 Nation fan page, the 110 Nation Sports. And also make sure you guys check out the site, www.110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. Glad to be back in the studio. It's been a kind of a hectic uh, last month. Uh, employees come in and go in and um, everything else. So just glad. I don't even know if I've been back on the air since my back was messed up and everything else. Um, I don't remember. I, I know that I was stuck in a bed for a week. <laughs> well, stuck in a bed for four days and then had to crawl to the car, go to the ER, then I was still out for um, the whole next week. Um, but, uh I know the last couple weeks has got to do with uh, work, and um, it's kind of kind of a sad state that we are um, when, as we would call it at work, a shit show Um, of administration leading this country, and everybody don't want to work because they're just going to pay you to sit at home and not do nothing, um, which makes all these businesses and small businesses struggle because ain't nobody wanting to work um but anyway um let's let's get past all the uh shenanigans um uh, we we We're here tonight to talk sports, and so we we're gonna jump into uh um the wild uh, wild world of sports um if you guys missed it, make sure you guys tune in Monday nights right here on the one ten nation sports radio network for race chat live as Craig Chris, and taz have been knocking it out the park. Um, a lot of great information, a lot of great talk, and a lot of great guests, so uh, make sure that you guys tune in every Monday night, um, 8 o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Also, um, <laughs> uh, make sure you guys jump over to the site. A lot of things going on at the site, uh, a lot of press releases. Um A lot of of things going on over there, so make sure that you guys check that out as well. Um, www.110NationSports.com. Make sure you guys check that out as well. Got a lot of, uh, got some interesting conversations going on. A lot of interesting topics to get into. Um, Some of them. Kind of chuckle me. Um, Some of them kind of concern me. Some of them, I I, for the life of me don't don't understand. Um, (laughs) Which one to jump into first?
2: Let's let's.
1: this has kind of been on my mind all week. A um, lot, like I said, lots happened um, since the last time I was on on the air, and um, hopefully we got things situated where I'll be back um, every Tuesday night. And um, we just upped our Blog Talk Radio plan. The guys Monday nights need more time um, until I find a co-host. I don't necessarily need more time, but this does help our exposure um there's 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 some perks to having um the bigger the next plan up so uh probably uh going to work on possibly doing uh two shows a week um kind of take advantage of the extra fundage that is uh going to cost us to uh run the the next plan up um, for those that are listening or or just catching it and don't normally listening listen to blog talk radio um, we are on iHeartRadio and I want to thank all those that have been listening to us and catching us over there on the iHeartRadio uh um podcast platform. We're on uh iTunes, uh Spreaker, um Stitcher, um Google Podcast, um, oh, there's there's like ten different platforms that honestly we're actually on, and so I want to thank everybody, no matter how you catch it, to include if you're catching it here on Block Talk Radio, I want to thank you guys for uh, tuning in. Um, the the Tim Tebow thing, um, I, I tell you what, just just when, kind of imagine like Hulk Hogan, just when you and Ric Flair, <laughs> I weird analogies, I know, but just when you think that they're finally out of your life, all of a sudden they come back out of retirement and all of a sudden you hear, whoo! Tim Tebow. Um, Interesting situation that that has resurfaced when it comes to Tim Tebow. One of the nicest people, nicest athletes that you'll ever meet. One of the hardest workers. Um, probably one of the, the the most uh physically fit athletes that you you um ever get to experience. Um Jim Tebow has has done well, especially being thirty three years old, has done well throughout his whole athletic career. Um, staying in shape. Um, it always puzzles me why as an athlete people let themselves go. that's what you get paid to do. Believe me, you, if that's what I got paid to do, that's what I would do. To include when I bounced for 12 years, I did my best to stay in good shape um, because that's what I got paid to do. Um, So it always confused me that, um, unfortunately, Tim didn't necessarily have the arm um, or really the – Acrobats to to be a professional quarterback. And, you know, I I think Urban Meyer and the Florida Gators did a phenomenal job of kind of shedding away from his weaknesses and really his his lack of throwing and really maximized on his strengths with the running and um, the limited passing in order for him to have one of the best careers as a quarterback in college history, a national title and everything else. And, you know, going into the draft, I don't think anybody really thought that Tim Tebow was going to be drafted as high as he was and getting drafted by Denver. And then I don't honestly think, people expect. What I really think in the back of my mind is Denver did this um, as kind of a backup quarterback situation. You know, if somebody gets hurt game or two, we got somebody. I don't think that was ever in their plans. And I mean, obviously it showed. It was never in their plans to make him their starting quarterback. Because when you was left high and dry and had to – Resort to that really being the best quarterback on your roster, and he turns your season around, and you go to the playoffs, and you actually win a playoff game. Instead of rewarding him or even keeping him on your roster, you go ahead and send him on his way, and you go in a different direction. Good Lord, Tim Tebow mania. That was about about as as insane um, as it came um, back in the day. Um, Good Lord, have mercy. Um, I tell you what, uh, Tim Tebow has probably one of the biggest followings. And and bust his heart. I mean, he led a great life and does for so many people and an inspirational and a man of God and, and everything else but just didn't have what it took really to be an elite quarterback. Um, I, I, I think he proved that he had enough to be a starting quarterback. I I might not even say really that. Um, he was really a backup quarterback. He just fortunate that it just seemed, one, he was on a team that the Denver Broncos had a really good defense, and Matt, uh, Matt Prater at a leg that went kicking 60-something-yard field goals. Um, But it's like the momentum changed all of a sudden when Tebow, Tebow was in the game and the fourth quarter came around. It's like they, 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 they all went to a whole different level. And it wasn't that Tim Tebow all of a sudden was throwing the ball better and deeper. It's just the whole momentum shift for some reason when you got to the fourth. you As a fan, and you didn't even have to be a Tim Tebow fan. You didn't even have to be a fan of the Denver Broncos. But a fan of football, and you're watching all of a sudden this momentum change, you, you instantly became a fan not necessarily of Tim Zebo with Broncos, but you became a fan of the momentum. You became a fan of is this gonna happen again? Is this really is Tim Tebow, this man really ain't got that accurate arm, really does not um really does not uh have that deep of an arm. Um he he uh We got stuff just floating everywhere. Um. Um. Anyway, I was trying to see. But is this man really going to do this again? Is he really going to bring the Broncos from behind? Is this man going to to help change the momentum, get the, the troops rallied up? And, and you know, that's what the leader did. And I back in the day, I never said he was a great quarterback, but he was a great leader. He he was somebody that rallied the troops. that that got the, the morale up that that's someone that everybody kind of rallied around and um came together for. Um, never claimed it to be a great great quarterback. He, he just it was it was it was fun to watch. Unless you were one of the teams that he did it to and you just you, you hated them, Tebow or If you were anti-Christ, you hated Tim Tebow and everything he stood for. But as an NFL football fan, you had no choice but to be a fan of at least watching, is he going to do this again? Is this really going to happen? How is it going to happen? Can he really get two scores in the last five minutes? Um, is, is this time going to be a time that actually, you know, it's like that touchdown that I think it was Darius Thomas uh, that he threw it to against the Steelers and an 80-yard touchdown, whatever it was, against the Steelers in overtime um, to, to win the, the, the uh, playoff game. Is he going to do it this arm this time? Or is it going to be strictly a leg? Or how, how are they going to scheme this in order for the, the Denver Broncos to win? Of course, he bounced around, he uh, he went to the Jets, um, seemed like he went somewhere else. Um, really never, ever got an opportunity again. Um, part of it was the fact that, no, he, he didn't really have an arm to be a quarterback. Uh, part of it is um, teams didn't want the shenanigans. And what I mean by shenanigans is if you had a quarterback that either wasn't performing to the greatest or had a bad game, tebow mania was insane and you didn't want your quarterback to have to question his starting position or hear the turmoil with inside the locker room because now the fans want tim tebow now you know that's what ultimately it came down to and so since Tebow stepped away from the nfl um, had been doing broadcasting in the booth and tried to give Major League Baseball a career. I think he spent something like seven years in Major League Baseball and never really mounted, mounted out to anything. Uh, Urban Meyer takes over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Gets stuck with another quarterback that's probably not going to mount up to anything in the NFL, Trevor Lawrence. Um <laughs> And then he signs Tim Tebow at the tight end position. And it's funny because as soon as it happens, you you get players that start tweeting and running at the mouth. Um, and you had some players, I believe one of them was a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, or Pittsburgh Steelers uh, player. I I was trying to pull this up before the show, and I couldn't pull it up. Um, Upset that here we are, that – these are all videos – that Tim Tebow has got a contract and is in the NFL, and here Colin Kaepernick is still not in the NFL. Two quarterbacks that really didn't have arms. Two quarterbacks that depended on their legs. Two quarterbacks that really are not starting quarterbacks. Both of them had some success as starting quarterbacks. But neither one of them really started starting quarterbacks. Both of them won some playoff games. Both of them had off-the-field shenanigans. One of them... Had a whole movement behind them and Tebow mania, and you, you just didn't want your 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 quarterback, to, your other quarterback, to have a bad game because then your your fans were over. Oh my lord, they were just too much about Tim Tebow, and then you had Colin Kaepernick who disrespects the national anthem and the flag and the military and everything else that people didn't want to deal with as well. So both of them had their baggages. Both of them had. Really, no arms, and both of them had winning records as quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, and both of them used their legs. Um, neither one of them really starting quarterbacks, and, but here's the difference, and this this is why I'm confused. You you have Tim Tebow, who ain't asking for starting quarterback money, who was willing to suck up his pride, who's always been a quarterback in his, through his career sucked up his pride and said, You know what? I'll play the tight end. I will play as any really any position. I think tight end is what he's gonna try for, hatchback half uh tight end situation. But I'm willing I'm willing to take whatever contract that you guys are willing to give me and I'm willing to suck up my pride And I'm willing to play some other position. Got Colin Kaepernick, who has the exact same checks and all the exact same boxes, except for he still wants starting quarterback pay, not a starting quarterback, and is not willing to suck up his pride and play another position, a position that is needed, versus overpaying a quarterback that is second, third-string quarterback. so the ignorance of players tweeting out and basically trying to spin this into a whole race thing really kind of confuses me because you got one player that is willing to put his pride to the side and say you know what i realize i am not a starting quarterback I'm maybe not even really a backup quarterback, especially at 33 years old, and neither one of them at this point. They're both on the back end of their careers. I'm willing to uh, I'm, I'm willing to put my pride to the side, and I'm willing to work hard to play another position so I can have another opportunity in the NFL. Without knowing the contract details, I bet you it was probably on the low end with maybe back end incentive bonus uh, to to make it worth his while that he'll probably never get. He probably won't get the numbers if he even makes the starting roster, if he even stays, um, if he even makes the team. But you got those in the NFL and those in the media. That, that that have these blinders on. They, they, they have their agendas. Everything is race li- race laden. Everything is, is about Kaepernick. Nothing's about the fact that Kaepernick really doesn't have that good of an arm. Nothing's about really the fact that Kaepernick wants starting quarterback pay and is not a starting quarterback. I I, I guarantee you, if Kaepernick wanted to be in the NFL, he would have been in the NFL. Especially after the George Floyd whole thing went on, and everybody was all all trying to make everything politically correct and right, and all of a sudden, Colin Kaepernick is back in the, 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 the spotlight, and... Roger Goodell talking about maybe things weren't handled properly or correctly or, you know, you're going to tell me that he was not offered any contracts? The difference between Kaepernick and Tebow was Tebow was, was willing to make the sacrifice for the better of whatever team was willing to sign him and play for the contract that they were willing to give him based on his skill set. Kaepernick isn't. But don't don't, don't let, you know, don't let the ignorant people out there tell you otherwise because it's it's all about the race card. I don't get it why it can't just be strictly about the money. It can't be strictly about the lack of skills. Why it can't be about the fact that one player was willing to make a sacrifice willing to admit that, no, he's not a starting quarterback, probably not even a backup quarterback in the NFL. And the other one's wanting starting quarterback or high high dollar money and is not even a starting quarterback, maybe not even a backup quarterback as well. I don't get it. Just like I, I don't get as I transition into this other topic. <laughs> I don't get why people are so up up and in about last night's baseball game. I promise you I really don't. <laughs> um, it honestly makes zero. And I mean zero with like a gazillion zeros since to me. Um, last night, Chicago uh, White Sox designated hitter, uh, Yarman uh, Mercedes, walked up to the plate. Team was up 15-4. to 15-4. <laughs> Against the last place Minnesota Twins. Twins catcher Williams was on the mound at one point in time there. The pitcher's first three pitches averaged 45 miles an hour and a foot and a half off the strike zone. With a 3-0 count, Mercedes proceeded to hit a home run. (laughs) And, and and people are all, all been in different shapes about this. I find it funny. First of all, if you're a major league pitcher and you're throwing forty five mile an hour fastballs and your 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 pitchers only clocking in at forty five miles an hour, two things. <laughs> one, you don't even deserve to be on the mound. Two, to be quite honest with you, no matter what the score, I don't care if a 100-0. If you're basically insulting my manhood by just lobbing some pitches, you deserve to have one belted out the park on you. Trevor Bayer tweeted out, talk about, dear hitters, if you hit a 3-0 homer off me, I will not consider it a crime. Dear people who are still mad about hitter hit, hit hitting, kindly get out of the game. Can't believe we're still talking about 3-0 swings. If you don't like it, managers or pitchers, just be better. Exactly. There, there, there's, a, there's a couple things about this. And It's funny. Because we could watch an NFL game. Prime example. Just had this conversation earlier today. Dak Prescott. Oh, the hype of Dak Prescott coming back. And what the possibilities of what he could have done. The the numbers he threw up with his one and three record. One and three record, people. Get get over it. One and three record. The possibilities of what he could have done. Because the numbers that he put up. Like, every game, he came from behind. Cleveland was up by, like, what, three, four touchdowns? He got a bunch of garbage yards. That's how the trend went in the first four games. Five games, counting the game, he got hurt. They were getting beat. The breaks off of them left and right. Defenses went to prevent defenses, let up, and that that Prescott was throwing all these yards. So, yeah, the trend they were going, he probably would have threw for six, uh, seven Eight thousand yards? Who knows? Because the defense, the, the, the opponents were beating the brakes off the, the Cowboys, and by the time you got into the second half, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever the case may be, they 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 were loosening up the defense. There was no point. Go ahead, throw four hundred yards this quarter. We're still up by three touchdowns. What makes a difference? But nobody frowned upon Dak Prescott. For all those yards he accumulated in those first four or five games, and they they were garbage time yards. We don't frown upon teams when when they're getting those garbage time yards. Michael Strahan, Hall of Famer. Part of the reason he's in the Hall of Fame is he has a single season record for most sacks that we watched Brett Favre lay down for him, let him know what he was doing, gave him the sack. But we're not all upset about that. So let me get this straight. I'm going to make sure I'm on the same page. So Mercedes, I mean Mercedes, is supposed to just continue. One, that we're going to continue the game because if he didn't swing, then he just walk and we're just going to keep walking batters. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of confused on this anyway. Um, at least we're we're making some kind of attempt to get this game over with the fifteen to four whooping that they're getting. But let me let me get this straight. let's let's say german mercedes goes on this historic run and starts getting closer and closer to the 70 75 homers coming up on Barry Bonds single season record of most home runs in a season and we look back to all the times that he decided not to hit a ball because the game was out of reach, and it was a 3-0 pitch that keeps him from potentially being a Hall of Famer, having a single-season record of home runs. But we were fine with Brett Favre laying down, and then Michael Strahan get a sack that he didn't really earn, he didn't really work for, he knew where Brett Favre was going to go lay down for him at. We're, we're we're when a game's out of reach we're, we're we're saying that we want the batters to just take walks or just go ahead and get take strikes to hurt their average to not accumulate numbers so they have no leverage when it comes to contract time when it comes to leverage to talk about mVP well you know I man we, we we're we're making mvP of the league but you only got 35 home runs, and we appreciate the, the 15 at-bats that you just let the pitcher throw 45 miles an hour, and you you, you took the better of the cause. But, you know, if you would have hit those and, and even got three more home runs, you you would have been MVP this year. But so-and-so got MVP because he got two more home runs than you this year, and that was really what, what it came down to. Like, I, I'm not understanding the logic behind this. I understand 15 to 4, but you know what? Minnesota Tennis, quit sucking so bad. Quit having pitchers out there that suck. Quit putting a team on the field that sucks. If he's only throwing 45 miles an hour and that's an issue, put a new pitcher in. Don't ask a player to give up what leverage he could build towards a, a better contract an MVP run, a single-season record run, whatever the cause may be. We're still too early in the season, and hell, we might not even come even close to any kind of record. I don't know. There are so many things that happen in so many sports that are unexplainable, you just don't know. But I don't understand why we're going to ridicule, why we're going to be so upset because a team sucks so bad and a pitcher sucks so bad, He's throwing 45 miles an hour, not even close to the strike zone, and a batter decides to take advantage of the situation to better himself, to increase his batting average, to increase, increase his slugger average, to increase his home run total, to increase his RBI total, to make his numbers look better. It'd be one thing to make his numbers look better and they not win, and it'd be a self-centered thing. But first of all, the Sox won by a landslide because Minnesota sucks. It's a whole other thing to me to ask a batter, you know what, just take a walk. You know, never mind your livelihood. Never mind your stats. Never mind you trying to ensure that you get to you get to be in Canton someday. It's more important that we worry about the feelings of the worst team in Major League Baseball. It is more important for us to worry about the feelings of a pitcher that's throwing 45 miles an hour. Uh, well, honestly, what should happen is the pitcher should be cut. That's what we should be talking about. Cut cut the pitcher. 45 miles an hour? Foot, foot and a half away from the strike zone? Matter of fact, I applaud the man even more, knowing that these, pitchers, these batters are so used to people uh, hitting – off pitchers that are throwing anywhere from 70 to 100 miles an hour in the strike zone area to basically take a ball that's creeping at them, nowhere close to the strike zone, and manage to just smash it out the ballpark. I played baseball as, as a little kid and at a young age. To sit there and hit fastballs coming at you, then all of a sudden someone just throwing a lob at you, nine out of ten times you whiff that ball. <laughs> Because you're so used to one speed and trying to time the pitcher. Hell, he should get five stars of the week award for hitting that. Y'all gonna be some kind are you kidding me? Y'all some kind of upset. Y'all some kind of upset, so I got messages coming in for about my wedding. For those that don't know don't know, I'm getting married July thirty first. Um, yeah, messages coming in about stuff. One of my, one of my groomsmen, um, thought about, uh, (laughs) come on, I don't need a tie or something like that, do I? (laughs) Screenshot the conversation we had just right before this whole conversation. Like, read your messages. Like I even sent you a link and everything. But no, I I, I I don't understand how you're how you're all bent out of shape about someone trying to make sure that they're they're better in themselves. Making sure that they they take advantage of every opportunity to put their name into. Um, it's sad. It's sad when you even. I even screenshot the conversation, and he's like, "Yeah, but I, I couldn't remember." I think I answered the question. All right, but anyway, <laughs> I would <laughs> um, make sure you guys go follow us on Twitter. At the 110 Nation. Make sure you guys check us out on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Make sure you guys jump over to the site, The 110 nationsportscom for all the latest going on right here at the 110 Nation. Also, don't forget, you guys can check out um, Race Chat Live. Um, Monday nights right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. Um Monday nights. Why this all popped up? I'm trying to play these. Are you
2: ready? Your wedding day. Mm. Are you oh, yeah. ready? Your wedding day, a day that you've envisioned in your mind since you were a child, and now that it's becoming a reality, don't risk your once in a lifetime events to a once in a while amateur you found on Craigslist. The entertainment you choose for your special day can either make or break your celebration. You can never redo your wedding. But you can avoid a costly mistake by hiring a true professional. We make every wedding unforgettable. When what you need is more than music, what you want is more to music. That's M O O R E 2 M U S I C. More to music. Find more to music on Facebook, M O O R E 2 M U S I C. Also moretomusic.com. More to, music.com. More, to music. more to Music specializes in weddings, anniversaries, parties of all kinds. Including the one in your backyard where you want some karaoke for all your friends? More to music. Owner-operator Craig Moore can be found on Facebook right now. More to music. M-O-O-R-E the number two, M-U-S-I-C. More to music. More to music. By the way, it's never too early to plan your event. Plus check out moreTomusic.com. Find out how you could win 500 dollars in karaoke idol. MoreToMusic.com. More to music. All of Craig Moore's services offered are available on his webpage, more to music.com. M-O-O-R-E, the number two, M-U-S-I-C.com. More to musiccom When what you want is more than music, what you need is more to music. More to music.com. Are you ready? Your
0: wedding
2: day, a day that... Huh, hey.
1: Hang on. <laughs> I just playing. Uh, I, I knew there was a couple commercials on there. I don't know where the other ones at. Uh, but you guys, make sure you guys check out more of the music. Um, as Craig Moore of Race Chat Live um, has his uh, DJ um, DJ services um, in the New York area. Um, he will travel. Um, I'm not sure of the fees for traveling, but he does travel as well. Uh, so make sure you guys check out uh, um, Craig at MortonMusic.com. dot com. Uh next next thing, um, a, a little bit more about the side note about this whole baseball thing. Um, Tony La was hired as the uh, manager in the off season for the Chicago White Sox. Um, his promise to punish uh, promises punishment, which I just don't understand how how why what like i i'm confused by that anyway um also another thing that kind of confuses me I, I guess um have a family that are they're Bengals fans I, I don't know why anybody voluntarily is a Bengals fan but i have family that is Cincinnati Bengals fans and, and just kind of watching that garbage fire, which is even worse than being a Browns fan, but unfortunately well I'm gonna say unfortunately, but it's been a rough (laughs) it's been a rough while. But uh yeah, that whole Bengals thing is a real as we call it at work, shit show. Um Andy Dalton uh was uh was announced that he was the Chicago Bears starting quarterback. You got Nick Foles, you drafted um, Justin Fields and you've already announced Andy Dalton is going to be your starting quarterback the man who played in really a, a no conference when he played for TCU wasn't even that phenomenal numbers should have been better for the conference he played in and the nobodies he played goes to Cincinnati was given weapons I had receivers. Um, Nine out of ten times, he would start the season off good. Throw up yards, throw up touchdowns, and kept the interceptions kind of to a minimum. Kind of. Then you start to get to that last quarter of the season, and things change. Oh, things change. Interceptions after interceptions after interceptions. Bad decisions after bad decisions. I don't even think he won a playoff game. It was just horrible. And it, to me, it was comical being a Browns fan, watching the Bengals, the the couple playoff games that they did go to with Andy Dalton as their their quarterback. Because it... it it got comical. It got bad. Eleven seasons in the NFL, and it was it was rough to say the least. Um, like I said, the the, the season the, the season will start off and you'd be like, damn, you know this this is. Maybe, but then you get to that that last quarter of the season, and those interceptions start coming in, and then he's throwing fourteen interceptions in a season, and twelve interceptions, and twenty interceptions, seventeen interceptions, sixteen, or a one hundred twenty-six. Ten seasons, going into his 11th season, you're averaging 12.6 interceptions a season. And I mean, granted, some of those seasons that he didn't throw double digits is because he didn't play 16 games. Matter of fact, there's not a there's not a single 16 season, there's not a single season that he actually played 16 games that he actually kept it under double digits. The only times that he threw under ten interceptions, he played eleven games. Thirteen games. That's it. It's <laughs> only two times. <laughs> uh, there was one uh, there was one sixteen I think about it. It was one sixteen game season. He threw for eight uh, eighteen touchdowns and eight uh, interceptions. Um statistically probably one of his better going you know, one of two seasons he threw for 4,000 yards. Second most yards he's thrown. He's not a very accurate quarterback. And then that horrible outing last year with the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I'm just not... You have Nick Foles, who's a Super Bowl champion, and led... Eagles either to another Super Bowl or the playoffs, and you got Justin Fields, who you drafted in the first round. I, I I'm a firm believer that I, I don't want my rookie quarterback starting season one anyway. So, I I'm I'm all for he sits a season or two. I'm fine with that. If that proves that. He is by far not ready, and I still I won, it needs to be an open open competition, and honestly it needs to be an open competition between Nick Foles and Andy Dalton with Justin Field having a year or two sitting behind them, getting getting himself acclimated to the NFL. You're you're no longer and I'm a Buckeye, but you're no longer playing the Toledo's. You're no longer playing, um, the Indiana's, you know, I can't you use Indiana? It has been a top 25 program too many years now. Um, you're not playing the Ohio universities, you know, those, those three or four give me games that you play and those couple garbage, no conference, no major conference games that you play. Um, and even when you play the 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 Michigans who have sucked for a while, and the Wisconsins, and the Michigan States, and the Nebraskas, once your five star recruits go to your Alabamas, your Ohio States, your LSU's, um, and so so on, you you start getting slim pickings on your five stars, then four stars. So and, and you're only allowed to fill so many scholarships, and the rest of them. They're not on the scholarships. They're not the cream of the crops. The NFL, you got the 32 best of the best. you got seven rounds, 200 and some odd players every year coming in, and 32 teams narrow that down to 53 players in the entire world that get to play in the NFL. Sometimes they get it wrong. Some of them are horrible. But for the most part, we're getting the best of the best available. There's like 200-some-odd colleges, football programs. Any Joe Schmo really can walk onto a college and play. I mean, do you watch the ACC? That's why it's such a joke to me that they make such a big deal about Trevor Lawrence has never lost a regular season college game. No shit. If I played the Duke Blue Devils in football and the Tar Heels and the Boston College and... Wake Forest. I probably would never have lost a college game either. Are are I, I never lost a regular season? Are you are you kidding me? Really? I'd play Louisville. Are you are you serious? Like that that's that's your whole claim to fame. And I've seen that post a few times. But he's never lost a regular season game. Not ever. Not once that when he's loses for Jacksonville, it'll be the first time that he's ever lost a regular season game. Which one, I like how they cleverly, cleverly worded that, because Ohio State and Alabama, and I, someone else might have beat them as well, but I know Ohio State and Alabama and LSU. And maybe it was, I don't know if it was Alabama too, but I know LSU and Ohio State beat them. But they were playoff games. So they don't count in the conversation, because they weren't regular season games. Probably even play to the cream and the crop high school. That would be like my high school's taking a beat in the last couple of years, but we're projected to be phenomenal this year. I shared something on our our um, our, our Facebook page probably a month ago. Um, we're getting back to the program we had once upon a time, as we got a bunch that are committed to going to different college uh, like Ohio State and stuff. Like it's it's insane how good our football team's supposed to be again this year. We've been top of the states. I I think we've lost the championship game more times than I want to count, but we've been runner-up to being the best high school football team in the state for many years. And that would be like somebody bragging, like Braxton Miller came from, came from our high school, was our quarterback. That would be like people bragging that he never, and say he would have never lost a regular season game in Ohio State and bragged about, well, you never lost a, a high school game or a, a college game, regular season game. Oh no shit. You played for Ohio State and you played for the Wayne Warriors. Like you played for two of, of the top programs in and their particular leagues. Um, I I don't know what high school he went to, but usually even when I lived in in North Carolina, there was always one football program that was dominant and where people moved to, to have their kids play at that college, or I'm sorry, that high school, because scouts came and watched and they they were the cream of the crop. And so that's where people moved or rent houses or they their paperwork made it into where they got to go to the high school. So I, I can venture to say that there's probably a reason why he had never lost the high school game. But then you go play in the ACC. I'd be willing to bet there's probably a, a, a few people throughout the history of college football that's played in the ACC that has never lost a regular season game. I'm sure there's probably a couple. You're playing in the ACC. It's not like you're bragging about being and playing for Georgia and never lost a regular season game or Auburn. Hell, it's not like you are even gone to LSU, Ohio State, or Alabama and bragged about never losing a, a regular season game. You're bragging, you're, you got people bragging about how he's never lost a regular season game while playing in the ACC. You might as well just say while playing in Conference USA or the MAC Conference or, I mean, come on, really. (laughs) But anyway, um, honestly, that's what should happen, though. (laughs) You should have a quarterback competition for Andy Dalton and Nick Foles. When you look at the resume, there's no reason that Nick Foles is not even in the conversation, first of all. Second of all, why would you commit to a quarterback and potentially have the better quarterback sitting on the bench waiting for no reason? Like I, I don't understand what's going through Nagy's mind and making this whole announcement decision. Like the is there really uh um any any weight? Um Anyway, (laughs) throw out a few announcements real quick, and we'll get things wrapped up here. Uh, Don't forget, you guys can check us out on Twitter, at 110 Nation. You can like us on Facebook, the 110 Nation Sports. Um, You can check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. Don't forget Monday nights, eight o'clock right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network. We got race chat live. Make sure you guys do not miss those guys. Um always always knocking out a bunch of great guests. Um and uh, great great conversation. Love listening to the guys, um and uh the things they got going on. Um they had uh Tim Bates from T C B Motorsports. And STSS, Cajun Region, joined, uh, joined them last night. They had somebody last the previous week, but there was an issue with getting the show scheduled, so I just titled it without the guest on there. Um, the week before, they had um, Luke uh, Rakowski. I'll probably check that up. A couple weeks before that, they had Lori Phallis, uh, from uh, Mohawk Valley, Vintage Dirt Modified. Um, they had Terrell um, Richard. Richmond, and, or uh, talk with Terrell Racing. Um, a couple weeks before that, they had Hillbilly Motorsports. The, the week before that, they had Jay Fitzgerald. Uh, a few weeks before that, they had Kathy Bellin. Um, so week before that, Frank Twing. So they're, they're, they have had a lot of great guests on. Um, a lot of a lot of things going on. Um, they had me up the uh, package because. Two hours was not enough time for them on Monday nights. Um, these guys go, go at it and go at it hard. Um, so make sure that you guys check them out Monday night, 8 o'clock. I will be back in the studio next Tuesday night unless um, and, and I announce otherwise as I'm contemplating uh, putting uh, throwing an hour in like on Thursday night or so. Um, if anybody's out there and interesting in co-hosting, that would really help the project and that would really um, – really make it where I would do two nights a week if I could get someone to either commit to co-hosting both nights or at least one of the nights. Um, it makes it a lot easier to plan and prepare shows when you, when you got someone wanting to feed off of to someone else that uh, has got topics and, and conversation and everything else. Um, but uh, if you're out there and you're interested, just hit me up. You can hit me up. Um, just send me an email, MrCJSports at gmail.com. Uh, hit my Facebook up Mr. CJ Sports, um, my Twitter at Mr CJ Sports. Um any of those ways are possible, um on Twitter at one ten nation. Um any any of those ways possible or you can even comment on the bottom of this um, show um is there's a thing to we do feedback. Um anyway, <clears throat> anywhere any any of those ways are possible, just hit me up. I love it. I have an opportunity to talk with you and uh, um, get you on the show and uh, potentially have you join the show. Uh, I think that's it. Let me throw the studio back in there. You guys have a great night. Don't forget, Monday night. Race chat live right here on the 110 Nation Sports Radio Network, 8 o'clock. So next time.
0: Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation, so be sure to visit the110nation.com for everything related to the show. You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110nation and on Facebook at 110 Nation Sports. Until next time.